Welcome, everybody, to, I believe, the ninth episode of the All Access USL podcast. We have been gone for about a month. There has been a lot that has happened since then, both in the U.S. Open Cup and in the USL Championship, but we will get to that um, quite soon. The first thing I want to talk about is the recent happenings in the U.S. with both shootings in Buffalo and Uvalde, Texas. Absolutely devastating stuff. There truly are no words to put out there that really describe how unbelievable it is. I don't want to really give thoughts and prayers because as you guys have seen on social media, that clearly doesn't do anything. What we really need is for our politicians to fucking do something. So take with that what you will, but it's unbelievable that we're still going through this on more than a daily occurrence it feels so it has to stop it's not as easy as saying that but we need our politicians to do something um so if you guys have anything to say about that comment on my instagram stuff like that i can set up some stuff to help you guys to help donate to people if that's what you guys want but That's where I stand right now. I can talk about it more if you guys want, but I just wanted to address it a little bit because the Ovalde one does affect San Antonio. It's very close to San Antonio, a club in the USL Championship, and a lot of people from the area are mourning right now. And it sucks that we have to keep going through this time and time again. So, got that. We'll move on. We'll move on to the U.S. Open Cup really quickly. Um, I'm recording this the Thursday or the day after the um, round of 16. So Louisville City did fall 2-1 at home to Nashville. Louisville did have a very good game, um, but it's Nashville. They have the quality. Hani Mukhtar puts it away in the 89th minute to send Nashville through to the quarterfinals. But we do have a USL League 1 Um team in the quarterfinals in Union Omaha who dropped Minnesota United at Minnesota so an incredible work from them they'll move on to the quarterfinals and then we have San or we have Sacramento Republic who dropped San Jose 2-0 at Heart Health Park and they will face the LA Galaxy in the quarterfinals a massive massive game for Sacramento Sacramento getting through LA will be difficult but I believe whoever Union Omaha plays, I believe they'll play Sporting Kansas City. That is another winnable game. Sporting Kansas City have been incredibly poor in the MLS this season. So we could see a USL League One team heading to the semifinals, which would be absolutely fantastic. But we'll wait and see how that goes. We've got a lot of previews to cover today. We have Friday previews and Saturday previews. And then um, something that I've been working on, I've been saying I've been working on some projects, but I haven't really liked the projects I've been working on, like projects outside of previews, like game previews and game reviews. But I think this project that I've come up with is something that I'm very interested in, and we're going to do club deep dives. So probably every week or two, I'll pick a USL championship team or maybe even a former USL championship team, and I'll do a deep dive on them. Um, you know, how have they done historically? What is going on this season? Are they overperforming this season? Are they underperforming this season? Are they performing how we thought they were this season and why? 
stuff like that. I think it's something that you guys would really like. I think it's something that I'd really like to create. So be sure to look out for the first episode in the next few days. I'm not sure who I want to start with. I think I want to start with the Oakland Roots or Detroit City FC. And then after that, I'll probably move to Fresno or the Ottawa Fury. Um, so we're going to start with a new club, then a folded club, and then we'll probably move to um, a team like the Charleston Battery, stuff like that. Teams who have been around for a while in this league. So that's what we have up and coming. And then next Monday, I will have um, game reviews from this weekend. So be sure to make uh, to look out for that as well. But let's jump right into the game previews for this weekend. We have three games on Friday, which is pretty big. And we did have a game this past Tuesday, uh, New Mexico United downed Phoenix Rising. And I have to add a very heavily rotated due to COVID Phoenix Rising side. Uh, but New Mexico United dropped Phoenix 7-0 at the University of New Mexico Stadium. I wouldn't say I'm too surprised by that scoreline. I put 2-1 in my Instagram prediction. Um, but a scoreline that big makes sense. A lot of inexperienced players for Phoenix. So it's it was going to be a hard game the whole time. Phoenix still sit fourth in the West after that loss with a negative five goal difference, which is pretty incredible because it feels like they clearly have not been up to their usual standards um, starting this season. We'll see if they can pick it up in their game against Hartford this weekend, but I don't know. We'll get to that when we get to that game. We're going to start with New York Red Bulls 2 versus the Birmingham Legion. New York Red Bulls 2 currently sit 13th in the East. They have been winless since March 16th. Birmingham Legion currently sit 8th in the East. They're four points off of the playoffs. Um, Indy, 11th, Indy 11 currently in that 7th spot. So this could be a big statement game for the Birmingham Legion. They did just transfer a player to the Tampa Bay Rowdies. I don't um, quite remember who it was. I'll go back and look. But this could be a big game for Birmingham Legion. It could put them within a point of the playoffs should um, Indy 11 lose. I don't know if they will lose, but we'll see how that goes. New York Rebels 2 obviously have not won a game in about two months. So I wouldn't say that they would win this game right now. They have shown some flashes. Jordan Adebayo-Smith, Jeremy Raffanello have been very good for them this season. Especially AJ Marcucci in goal has kept them in so many games. But yet they still have not been able to put three points on the board since March. They only have four points on the season. I think it's going to be another difficult game for them. I'm going to give this one a 3-0 win. For the Birmingham Legion, I think Birmingham have been underperforming, and I think this game will put them back on track to that playoff finish that we know that they can get. A lot of good players on the Birmingham side, so finishing outside the playoffs would be a huge disappointment. So 3-0 win for Birmingham on the day. Next up, we have Atlanta United 2 versus Orange County SC. Now, Orange County SC's situation is pretty insane. If they win and the three teams, three to four teams above them lose, they will hop into the playoffs. Orange County are currently 11th in the West on 13 points. 
They are undefeated in four and recently came off a 5-1 win over FC Tulsa. Um, and if our teams like RGV and Las Vegas lose above them, they'll hop right into that playoff spot despite being four places out, which is pretty incredible. Now, with Atlanta United 2, it's not exactly the same story. They're winless since a 2-1 win over Hartford in April. They're currently 12th in the East on only six points. It's more of the same for these second, these MLS second sides, I should say. They're just not good enough for the league. And we kind of knew that already. Loudon did have that good start, and we thought maybe this could be something different. Maybe they do have a good season, and they really show, um, you know, that these second sides are here for more than just to make up the numbers. We haven't seen that since New York Rebels 2 um, had that fantastic season in 2019. But it seems like we're far away from that this season already. Only about 10 to 11 games in. So I'm going to give this one to Orange County. I'm going to say a 4-0 win for Orange County. They have a lot of attacking firepower up top. Especially in Kubo Torres who's looking to add more goals. He hasn't, I would say, done that well. But I think against um, an Atlanta United 2 side who are good defensively. Vicente Reyes did get a call up to the Chile national team, which is fantastic for him. But I think that defense in front of him is just not good enough for what Orange County have up top. And then at, I believe, 10.30 uh, Friday night, we have uh, the Las Vegas Lights, who are 7th in the West on 16 points, um, versus El Paso in the 5th in the West, 17 points for them. So not much of a gap between uh, 5th in the West and 11th in the West. Only a 4-point gap, which is insane. Um, as we are quite a few games into the season already, you would think some gaps would start to form. Not really, especially in the West. These point gaps are very, very low. But for Las Vegas, they have one win in six only after that hot start to the season. I wrote down, had they lost their early season bite, it seems like it. They were flying. They were close to the top of the West. Now, just the one win in six. They currently sit in seventh, still in the playoffs. They still have every opportunity to build upon what they started with. Even though it's faltered a little bit, they could get back there. But against an El Paso side who have only one loss in six and are trending in the right direction after a horrible start to the season. Again, this seems like a game that El Paso will win. I don't really like going for all the way wins on one night, but it seems like El Paso will win this one. I'm just going to give it one nil win for El Paso. I don't see anything else happening here. Danny Trejo has been pretty quiet for Las Vegas, I feel. Um, and I feel like outside of Danny Trejo, Las Vegas haven't had much, which is disappointing. They do have Romero in goal, but other than that, that's not going to help you. So I think for Las Vegas, this is going to be a 1-0 home loss. And we'll have three away wins on Friday. And now we move to Saturday. So for Saturday, we start with Louisville versus Tulsa. Louisville obviously coming off of a 2-1 home loss to Nashville in the U.S. Open Cup. And a 2-0 home loss to Monterey Bay in the USL Championship. So that's two losses on the bounce for Louisville. Um, and Tulsa only have one in, in one win in five. They've conceded 14 
in that time. Very, very, very disappointing stuff for Tulsa. Tulsa currently sit ninth in the East on 12 points. Louisville, despite the two losses, still sits second in the East on 24 points, only behind Memphis 901, who do not play this weekend. Memphis 901 have 25 points uh, so far. So this game seems pretty straightforward. It's the first game on Saturday. Uh, I'm going to give this a 2-0 win for Louisville. Tulsa just are not good defensively. Offensively, they have been able to do it. They did get a nice win over Detroit City FC, and Detroit City FC have been fantastic to start the season. But other than that, in these past games, they have not been good. So Louisville, seemingly, this is going to be their game for the taking. And it seems like Tulsa will only further sink um, lower into the Eastern Conference table. Next up, we have 7th in the East, Indy 11, currently on 17 points versus New Mexico in the West. Currently 6th in the West on 16 points. Uh, New Mexico coming off of a 7-0 win over, like I said, a heavily rotated Phoenix side. So I don't really think you can gauge much from that game. Yes, it was very well attacking-wise, but Phoenix had a lot of inexperienced defenders, a lot of inexperienced players on the bench. They had Darnell King out there, who was one of their first-team players. I cannot remember who else they had out there, but who would be considered a first-team player. I don't think there were anybody else out there who would be considered a starter. Um, Manu Madrid was out there, I remember that, but he's usually a bench player. So a lot of rotation for this Phoenix side. Um, so this win, it's hard to gauge how much it was Phoenix being ruthless or or New Mexico being ruthless or Phoenix being heavily rotated. Indy, four wins in five. They're four points clear of Birmingham with a game in hand. I feel like Indy and New Mexico, kind they kind of feel the same to me in that they're, they've been... It seems like they have a lot to give, um, but they also have a really low floor. So this game feels like a mixed bag. Both teams are an absolute mixed bag. They can be really good on the day. They can be really bad on the day. And they can be in between on the day. They really are at all spots on the spectrum, or they could be at all spots on the spectrum on any given day. So I'm going to give this a one-all draw. I don't feel like there is a lot to um, distinguish between these two sides. So I'll give it a one-all draw, Indy and New Mexico. Next up, we have Loudon and Charleston, two of the most disappointing teams in the league so far this year. Loudon, seven losses in a row since the start of the season, or since hot start is what I wrote down. They won their first two games of the season, um, but since then, seven losses in a row. They have had a, couple, a draw or two in there, but seven losses in a row. Very disappointing. Currently uh, 11th in the East on seven points. Charleston, uh, it's a lot worse for them. It seemed like they could be up there if they sorted out their defensive mistakes, but red cards and sloppy passes and bad decisions have cost them. They have not won a game since the opening day against FC Tulsa, a 1-0 win at Patriots Point, and they had a one-all draw against Louisville at Patriots Point since then as well, but currently dead last in the East with only four points. 
while both teams are in absolutely poor form, you got to give it to Loudon because Loudon have, it seems like they have more fight. Charleston have just been so disappointing. I would not be surprised if Charleston finished with below 15 points. I have not seen a team as bad as this Charleston side in a while. Maybe last season because the second, um, the MLS second team sides were terrible last year, especially Loudon. But it feels like a team this bad we haven't seen in a while. So I'm going to give it a 3-1 win for Loudon on the day. Charleston will be massively disappointed. It seems like Connor Casey only has so much time as Charleston's manager. Because with the squad that they have, they need to be doing better. Next up, we have a very interesting game. We have Hartford Athletic currently 10th in the East on 7 points. So only ahead of Loudon on goal difference against Phoenix, fourth in the West on 18 points. They only have two wins in their last five, and they're coming off of that 7-0 loss to New Mexico United. Um, and the big question is, will they have their starters back? If they have most of their starters back, they win this game easily because Hartford have not been a good side. Yes, they have two wins in a row, but they have not shown much outside of that. If Phoenix don't have their starters back, then... This is going to be another tough game. Um, I'm going to go based off the fact that Phoenix should have their starters back because I believe it will have been enough time for them to get them back into training for at least a day. So I'm going to say a 5-1 win for uh, Hartford. I say I could say 5-0, but I'm going to say 5-1 because Phoenix still have some question marks on that defense. We'll see how it goes. If Phoenix are still without most of their first team, then this prediction is going to look awful. But I'm going to go based off the fact that they get most of their starters back for this game. Next up, we have one of the bigger games so far of on Saturday. We have uh, the Miami FC currently 6 in the East on 18 points against uh, the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Currently 4th in the East on 22 points. Um, Miami currently have 2 wins and 2 draws in 5, so 8 points out of a possible 15. Pittsburgh currently have 3 wins in 5, so currently 9 points out of a possible 15. Uh, Pittsburgh also coming off of a 3-1 loss to the Tampa Bay Rowdies, who are 5th in the East. So a lot of interchangeability between these three sides, I feel. Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay Rowdies, and Miami, all very close uh, talent-wise, play-wise, stuff like that. Not really play-wise, I mean just like, ability stuff like that the way they play is completely different but ability very close and we're it's being shown so i really don't know what to give here i feel like miami just edge it even though table wise and points wise they aren't as good as pittsburgh that's not always the best way to gauge it's a home game miami have the killer instinct up top i'm gonna give it a one nil win for miami over pittsburgh um Pittsburgh, two away games in a row, very difficult, especially if you lose that first one, especially in the manner of a 3-1 loss, in which I also believe they scored first, so to concede three unanswered goals, very difficult, especially heading into another um, away game. Even though it is very close, Tampa Bay and Miami, so the travel is not really a factor, this is going to be a tough game for Pittsburgh, and I think Miami will take it. Uh, next up, we have RGV versus San Antonio. 
RGV currently have three wins and five, and Frank Lopez, um, in his last game, made his 100th, 100th appearance in USL Championship play. So congrats to him. And then San Antonio, only two losses this season so far, and they're only second in the West on goal difference. Uh, 24 points. Obviously, top of the West is the Colorado Springs switchbacks. This is a game that San Antonio should take fairly easily. A battle of the Texas teams. Um, I feel like there's not much else to say. This is one of those straightforward games that San Antonio should take. RGV have been good. They're usually pretty middle of the road. Last year, they made the playoffs. This year, they could make the playoffs. They're right there. They're right behind Las Vegas right now. But San Antonio, I think, is going to take it 2-1 on the night. Um, and with that, we're going to take a quick break before we finish off with the rest of the games. And we are back. Our first game back, we actually have only three more games. Um, we have Monterey Bay versus the Colorado Springs switchbacks. Colorado Springs currently first in the West on 24 points. After only nine games, they have one game in hand on San Antonio and two on San Diego, and they've only played nine games so far. So pretty incredible stuff from Colorado Springs so far. Um, they are absolutely on for an incredible season if they keep this up. Monterey Bay, on the other hand, currently 13 in the West with only nine points. Um, they have two wins in their last three, including that away win against Louisville. So they do have stuff to build on. But I think Colorado Springs is just a different monster than Louisville right now. So I'm going to give this to Colorado Springs. I'm going to give them a 3-2 win. I do think Monterey Bay have the ability to score, but that defense is just not good enough. They have Hugh Roberts. They have Jay and Goal. They're both good. But this Colorado Springs um, attack will just tear that apart. Next up, we have the Oakland Roots, currently 12th in the West on 12 points against Sacramento, who did just progress through to the quarterfinals of the U.S. Open Cup. Like I said earlier, they're ninth in the West on 15 points. They have been underwhelming so far after a pretty decent start to the season, um, but that win against San Jose will do plenty for their confidence. Oakland have only two wins in their 12 games so far this season, but they are coming off of one of those wins against LA Galaxy 2 at home. It was only a 1-0 win, but this does seem like an Oakland team that is ready to grow. And a Sacramento team who just had a midweek game and then a Saturday game? This is going to be difficult. I'm going to give Oakland another 1-0 win. I do think Sacramento is a better team here, but a fatigued Sacramento side coming off of a weekend game and then a midweek Open Cup game against MLS opposition and then another... Weekend game, it's tough. That will catch up with you, and I think it is going to on this day. Oakland, I think, are going to get their third win of the season. And then we finish off with LA Galaxy 2 against San Diego Loyal. LA Galaxy 2 have two wins in their last five against some pretty decent opposition, Phoenix and Louisville. San Diego Loyal only have one win in their last five, but they are still third in the West on 20 points. LA Galaxy 2 currently 10th in the West on 14 points. So honestly, not much of a gap between these two sides right now, but San Diego Loyal are miles better than LA Galaxy 2. And while LA Galaxy 2 have scalped some big teams 
in those two wins, I think San Diego will get the better of them. I'm going to say it's a one-deal win for the Loyal away from home. Um, and that finishes up our game previews for this weekend. But I do have some more big news before we get off. I will be attending two games this um, upcoming summer and fall. Um, I will be at the Pittsburgh Riverhounds versus Miami FC game on July 9th. I'm very excited for that. It will be my first USL Championship game. And then I believe I'll also be at the Northern Colorado Hailstorm um, home finale in October. It'll be October 8th, I believe. And I will. That one I'm excited for as well. I'm excited so much for both of them. It's going to be fantastic stuff this summer. But with that being said, thank you guys for listening. Be on the look for the first deep dive episode and the Monday uh, game review. Uh, yeah, game review episode of the weekend's games. Um, but with that, thank you guys for listening and I will see you guys soon.